Welcome to the Rehope Podcast. Before we dive into this week's message, we'd like to provide you with some helpful resources. If you'd like someone to pray for you, it would be our joy to connect with you. So please email us at prayer at rehope.co.uk. If you'd like to get connected with an online Bible read-through group from wherever you are in the world, you can email brt at rehope.co.uk and be a part of a small group of people reading through the Bible cover to cover each year. Finally, if you would like to support the work and ministry of Rehope financially, you can do so online at rehope.co.uk slash giving. We pray you find this message encouraging, enlightening, and helpful. Enjoy. Hey, family, first things first, I think we've got some exams coming up for some of you and some, some big deal tests. I mean, not big deal, didn't mean to stress anybody out. I want to pray for all of those who are about to be uh, tested, examined, uh, educationally speaking, and really everybody who's going to be tested, whatever. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pray for you who are here. I'm so encouraged that you're here. Continue to get the Jesus stuff right, even in the stressful seasons. So um, yeah, I just pray for all of you who are in, in an exam season right now, who are looking uh, forward to, see, to experiencing some exams. I bless you in the name of Jesus to have a clear mind to have calm hearts and extraordinary success in these exams, that you would be supernaturally aided by God in your exams. May it be. Amen. All right. That's great. Glad you're here. Uh, but now everybody else is jealous, good jealous. And they're like, bless me as well. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless you as we get going. I bless you now in the name of Jesus that you would know Jesus more wonderfully today. I bless you to receive healing if you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, in your spirit today. I bless you to receive whatever guidance from God you need today, whatever help from God you need immediately. I bless you to have the courage and capacity to flourish and prevail over every challenge that you're facing in your life right now. And I bless you to feel hope and joy and love and peace Whatever is going on, I bless you with that. In the name of Jesus, may it be. Amen. Welcome. If you're new here or visiting, you honor us by, by choosing to be here with us this morning. Thank you for being here. Today we come to one of my favorite, favorite topics. We're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about prayer today. I, as a reminder, we've been going through Ephesians chapter 6 as a church, and we've, we've seen that we are in a very real war, that, that what's going on isn't necessarily what we're looking at with our eyes, but there is something more going on. There, there are spiritual forces of evil going on, and that's where our battle is. For example, let's say Bob. Bob, okay? So um, let's say Bob is a punk. He is the bane of your existence. Uh, maybe he's just viciously evil to you or unfair to you or whatever. You've got Bob out there, the nemesis of your life, potentially abuse, like Bob, like, and, and you're, you're so frustrated with, with Bob. Well, Paul's talking to us about looking deeper. It's not just Bob. I mean, Jesus sees Bob and Jesus is going to deal with Bob. But, but we need to look deeper, and we need to see what is really going on at the, at the deeper, more spiritual level. What is it that's going on uh, it, that is impacting Bob, that's impacting you, that is uh, cause for deeper pains and more conflict to be in your life? Uh, the Bible's saying look deeper than the situations that you're seeing with your eyes. Perceive the deeper reality, the deeper conflict. Jesus will say, 
love your enemies. So you love, we love our enemies, and at the same time, we're, we're waging a very real battle uh, spiritually. I don't want the enemy to blow up your life anymore. In fact, I want you to blow up the enemy's life. I want you to blow up the enemy's plans and agendas against you. I want you to flip the tables and not just stand on the evil day, but be able to flip things around so that you are not only victorious, but the enemy is, is retreating and, and taken back. How do we do that? Ephesians 6. We stand strong in the Lord. We put on the full armor of God. And let me just read what we've, what we've gone through thus far in Ephesians chapter 6. It says this, starting in verse 10. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason... Take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having prepared everything to take your stand, stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Last week we talked about uh, the Word of God and taking up the Word of God and the power of speaking it out loud over our situations in times of temptation where the enemy is coming against us. We speak it out loud or times where we're feeling stuck or where the enemy is putting barriers in front of us and we declare the Word of God out loud to see breakthrough. Last week we concluded the armor of God bit of this passage. There's three bits to this passage. Number one, there's a very real war. Number two, put on the full armor of God. And then what we're going to talk about today. So the flow is, there's a, there's a, there's a battle. Armor up and pray. Here's the real battle. So armor up and pray. In fact, this is what we read as, as Paul keeps writing. He says, pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. That's as far as we're going to get today. He's going to talk a lot more about prayer. We're just going to start our prayer discussion today. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. With every prayer and request. My favorite commentator on the book of Ephesians is a guy named Clinton Arnold. I've, I've just loved his commentary for years. I'm pretty sure I remember him being from Aberdeen. So he must be great, right? Yeah. Three of you were like, yeah. <laughs> Clinton Arnold says this about this passage. He says, at the heart of spiritual warfare is prayer. Paul does not present this as an additional weapon but as a foundational and continuous activity that's crucial to deploying all of the armor and weapons he's just commended to the church. So we armor up and we pray. 
That's how we keep from getting our, our lives blown up from, by the enemy and how we can flip the tables and to start seeing breakthrough in, in our lives and, and frustration to the enemy. Now, my guess today is, is we're going to talk about this topic that, that you have prayed before. That, that you have experienced that. Maybe for some of you it's very rare and your last prayer was, Lord, please don't make me go to church today. You know, I don't know what your, what your prayer life is like. For some of you, you are highly tuned in in prayer and you pray a lot and frequently. My hope today is to expand your prayer life. To, to give you boxes, more boxes when it comes to different ways to pray so that your, your prayer life, whether you're very proficient at prayer, you, you may be in a prayer rut, a good prayer rut, of a very effective prayer rut, but there's, there's more. And so I want to talk about some of those additional things because I want us to be praying at all times in the Spirit with, with all kinds of prayers and requests, with, with every kind of prayer and request. So we're going we're gonna to try and work on our variety today. If you love lists, you found the right church today. Uh, today is List Sunday, but before we get to the list, a few comments on those first words. Pray at all times in the Spirit. Pray at all times in the Spirit. Question number one that people ask, is that praying in tongues? Is praying in the Spirit, is that praying in tongues? And I would say, yes, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like what we talked about last week. We talked about the Word of God. Is that the Bible? Yes, no. Yes, no. yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, it includes everything that is the Word of God is the Word of God. The Bible is the Word of God. It is, in, in its entirety, it is the Word of God. And yet, all that is the Word, we talked about this last week, that the Bible is part of it, but not the entirety of the statement Word of God in that passage. Otherwise, Paul would have used the word Scripture for, for that. In the same way, Paul could say, pray in tongues. There is a word for praying in tongues that he could use, but instead he says pray in the Spirit. So it's the same sort of category word. And so when you see this, when it says pray in the Spirit, that means you pray in partnership with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, prompted by the Spirit, helped by the Spirit. When you pray, pray helped by the Spirit, guided by the Spirit, prompted by the Spirit. I should probably make a comment about praying in tongues, though quickly, I do pray in tongues. I pray in tongues a, a lot. I go for a lot of prayer walks. I have these loops that I, that I walk. They're about an hour long. Sometimes I'll set my watch to pray for maybe 20 minutes in tongues or 30 minutes in tongues and then pray in English for the rest of the time. And I'm about to confess something to you that I don't know if I've ever heard a preacher confess before. So I, maybe I have to edit this out of, the, out of the chat afterwards. Like for me, praying in tongues, it's, it's fine. It's, it's important. It's important to me. I, I do it every day, but it's not exactly my favorite. I don't know if you can say that. It, it, it's not, it, it, you know, like Paul to the Corinthians, like, okay, everybody seems to want tongues over there in Corinth, but what about something like prophecy or something like that? Like, like, like what's going on? There? Paul's like, you know, I'm praying in tongues. I don't, I don't really know what I'm praying, and yet, yet he prays more, in tongues more than all of them is, is what, he, what he's saying there. Yeah, I mean, I know it's important to me, and, and it's part of my prayer life, but again, I like to know what I'm praying. But again, when you're praying in tongues, you're praying in faith, trusting that the Spirit is bringing better prayers than you would pray with your mind. So I, I sometimes pray for situations, and maybe my expectation is low. And so my prayer might be like, God, please someday, in some way, eventually do something about this situation. 
Like, maybe. But, you know, if you don't, I understand. Like, like my low prayers. Whereas the Spirit might be like, no, 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 pray it now. Breakthrough now. Like, immediate now. But, but my, my English praying would, might be in this zone. Well, when I pray in the Spirit, I'm, I know that the Holy Spirit knows what's on my heart. And the Holy Spirit knows what's on God's heart. And that the Holy Spirit can pray perfect prayers out of my mouth, which I just have to trust in faith. That, that this is, that this is what's, what's going on. And so it, it's, it's important to me to, to, to make time to, to do that. Now, I don't talk a lot about praying in tongues here in this church or about my own experience because in my background, pretty much everybody believes it's demonic. And, and so I've got some wounds uh, that I got to work through about that. Like, like, every, like nearly everybody thinks it's, it, it's demonic. I remember my, my mom caught my grandmother praying in tongues once when she was old. And, gra- and grandma was like, don't tell grandpa. Like, it's, it's like, like there's, there's maybe there's like a family secret. But, but people I, I love and respect, they just, they just think it's, it's, it's demonic. And, and that has impacted me. And it's, you know, it's, how, could it, how could it not, right? But if that's your background where you're like, oh, praying in tongues, that's demonic. I, I do, I do want to just remind you, biblically speaking, that It is a very big deal, dangerous, evil. It's it's at the highest level of evil to call something that is a Holy Spirit thing a demon thing. So if that's your thought, you must not be wrong. That's what I'm saying. You can have an opinion or a thought but I just need to warn you that the level of you must not be wrong if you're going to make that claim that every instance out there of, of speaking in tongues is a you must not be wrong. That's a really huge thing. So just kind of putting that out there. This isn't just a what's your opinion kind of a thing. Just, just friendly, friendly thing. Anyways, back to the topic of praying in the Spirit. Uh, speaking in tongues is part of that, but so is every English prayer that I pray. Uh, every prayer that I, I know what I'm praying that's being prompted by the Spirit, that's being guided by the Spirit, that's being helped by the Spirit. All right. So we're in a real battle. We are armored up, and, and we're going to pray. Now, in, in every situation of your life, you, wherever you're at now, there's several different ways to pray. There's several different um, uh, aspects of prayer, every, uh, scenarios of prayer, different methods of praying. And what I want to do right now is just to try and greatly expand your toolbox. I have a list of limited down to 18, 18 ways that you could pray. And what I want to do is I want to blaze through this list and I want you to self-assess. Yes, that is a common part of my prayer life. This, never try that. I've never tried that. I don't even think about this. I want you to assess, and I'll give you a hint. I know what the challenge is going to be, and so I'll give you a hint on what the challenge is going to be. It's going to be three of these that you don't pray very much or you've never tried before. Like three, three of these things, and I want you to set aside 15 minutes in the, weeks, in the week's ahead to just focus on one of these and then another 15 minutes for another one. So you're kind of on the lookout as we go through this list for three things that you've rarely or never practice before in any significance when it comes to prayer, okay? I want this to be helpful. I want this to help all of us take a step in prayer and expand from our prayer ruts, whether they are 
limited ruts or their well-established excellent ruts. I, I want us to get bigger ruts. I don't know. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to grow in that way. So 18. We ready for this? 18. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Number one, prayer and worship. I'm sure hoping that you guys have heard of these before. So uh, uh, prayer and worship. This is all God-focused. It's like, God, you are great. You are worthy. We, we worship together. We have this as part of preservers prayer. This is a good aspect of, of all prayers to have this in it. But this can just be your prayer, like just prayer and worship. Did you know you don't need to have a prayer request in order to pray? Why would you pray if you don't have a prayer request? I know, right? You don't have to have a prayer request. You can just, okay, I'm just going pr- to pray. Why? Well, I'm just going to worship God right now. I'm just going to be a holy, 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 right? It's the Lord. God. It was in the songs. It's in Revelation. The one who was and is and is to come. Yeah, I'm just going to worship God right now. Praise God. This is an aspect of every good prayer, but this is also just something worth setting aside to just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship God. I, have, I might sit down, I might think through the Old Testament. God, you've done this in the Old Testament, I praise you for that. I've done, you've done this in the New Testament, I praise you for that. My journal, go through my journal while wow, you've done these things in my life, and I just praise you. That's it. 15 minutes, and maybe that's for some of you. Number one. Number two, humble, soul-searching confession. You don't need to be feeling guilty to do this. You don't have to feel convicted. You can just say, search me, God, Psalm 139. Know my heart. Test me. Know my concerns. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Just a soul check thing. That's good. This is not a time where you need to plead with God for forgiveness. Jesus has done that. He, you are forgiven. This is a time to just like reset. Lead me back into the everlasting way. What is your way, Jesus? Okay, that's the way I agree with you. I was off, and now I recommit to, to your way. And maybe you add in, please relent on any discipline that I may have earned or deserved. You know, I, I recommit to your way. Like, like just remove, remove my transgression and the implications and the impact of it from me. So you, humble, soul-searching confession, whether you feel guilty or not, is, it's, it's, it's another piece. Number three, gratitude and thankfulness. I was so impacted reading the book of Daniel a couple weeks ago for read-through. And in Daniel chapter 6, you know, when the little boy that's 87 years old goes into the lion's den, uh, th- that, that story there, Daniel, what's going on there is the law was made to make it illegal for Daniel to pray or worship his God, right? To, to intercede his God, uh, pray to his God. But it wasn't just Daniel. Everyone who worshiped or prayed to the God of the Bible in all of the nation, in all of the empire, it was outlawed by pain of death to pray to God. It's not just a Daniel thing. This is a, an all of the nation death penalty over prayer to God. And what does Daniel do in, when that awful edict comes out? Well, it said in Daniel 6, he got down on his knees, prayed, and gave thanks. I was like, wow. If Daniel can get down on his knees with the most evil laws, being the death penalty for praying to God, if he can get down on his knees and give thanks to God in that circumstance, 
I bet you can find ways to give thanks to God in your circumstances, however challenging or evil or awful. But just thankful prayers there. Wow. Number three. Number four, request and petition. This is the normal thing. I don't need to say much about this. This is asking God for, God, please act. Please intervene in this situation. That's number four. Number five, lament. Practice this. This is deep grieving prayers over evil, awful, or sad situations. They could even be good situations. They could even be God did this and it's good situations, but there's still pain and sorrow there. And so you see lots of examples of lament prayers in the, in the Bible, whether the good King Josiah dies, and so there's, there's a lament there, the godly king dies, or, or the fall of Jerusalem, or like there's lots of lament, uh, good godly grief. Sometimes we overthink lament and sorrow when we feel sad. It's okay to grieve, even if it's good, we can still lament without like turning against God. We, we can have good godly lament prayers there. So the, the lament prayers, intercession, number six, that's when you're like, I'm praying for them. I'm praying for them. God, would you please, would you please help that person? Would you please intervene in that person's life? Intercession prayers. I'm just going to dedicate my time to be praying and interceding for that situation until it, until it changes. On the other hand, there is declaration prayers. We've talked about this in the past, where you're declaring the word of God over situations to see things shift. You, 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 you might be in a moment of conflict with people, and you might just declare peace over this relationship, or peace over this room. If you're a teacher, maybe you declare peace over your classroom before people come in. You just declare peace over your, the room where you're going to have a meeting, and maybe the, a meeting where there's going to be disagreements or a potential conflict or flares up or whatever. You just declare peace over situations, and you just, I declare peace in, in this next meeting or in this room in the name of Jesus. Maybe you declare peace over your home, or maybe declare peace over your marriages, or maybe declare peace over relationships. I mean, I'm just using the example of peace, but it's when you're declaring God's stuff in situations. It's not like you're, God, please give peace to this situation. You're just saying, I Peace, like let there be peace in, in this situation, in Jesus' name. Declaration prayers. I should have added blessings. Blessings is a subset of this, but it should have stood alone. I, that would have been 19, but I won't go 19. That's too extreme. So we, we, won't, we won't include that one. Um, number eight, warfare and authority prayers. Battling in prayer against the spiritual forces of evil behind situations. Now, this could include speaking the name of Jesus over things, over situations, for things to shift, calling on God to release angels to help uh, the good in, in a certain situation. Um, maybe you've heard about binding or, or, or binding or rebuking the enemy in his work in situations. It's active spiritual warfare over situations at, at various, level, uh, ver various levels. Um, adding to that, number nine, deliverance and freedom. That would be more a one-on-one -on -one situation there where you're calling, uh, where, you're, where you're seeing uh, demons leave somebody in Jesus' name or yourself. I do a lot of self-deliverance praying uh, every morning, and I'm just like, you know, enemy, stop harassing me in the name of Jesus. Get away from me. Uh, stop messing with my mind or my doubts or my fears or my, my thoughts about today. You're not allowed to bombard me with discouragement or lies in the name of Jesus. 
but also when, when praying over someone who is, who is really in the grasp of the enemy, just praying their freedom and release over them in the name of Jesus. Uh, deliverance and freedom prayers. Number 10, abiding prayers. Again, you don't have to have a prayer request or a big agenda to pray. You can just go to your sofa, grab a blanket, a cup of coffee, six pieces of cake, and sit down there and just, and just be like, okay, Holy Spirit, come and fill my heart right now with love and peace with your, your presence, your obvious presence. And just wait. Just simmer there. God, come here and meet with Jesus. Come here and meet with me this morning. You're not looking for, you don't need to say anything, just, just your presence, abiding prayer. Number 11, guidance seeking. God, what should I do in this situation? What needs to happen spiritually to get this situation unstuck? What needs to be happen in the, in the natural? What, what strategies can you give me now in order to, um, uh, to move forward in this situation? Is there any breakthrough? Is there any breakthrough that you need to do or that I need to do to see something happen? Or, or should I make this decision or that decision? God, grant me your guidance. Guidance prayers. Number 12, listening prayers, and really listening without agenda. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Is there anything that you want to say to me right now? I like to give parameters, because there's so many ways that God can speak. Sometimes if I leave it wide open, then I might miss it. I might ask, can can you give me a verse or a Bible passage? And then talk to me about why this is for me, like this is what you want to say to me today. Or a song lyric, or, or a picture, or whatever. If you read Zechariah this week, if you haven't read it this week for Bible, you're, you're in for a treat. Lots of pictures, lots of imagery, and Zechariah's always like, what's this? What's, what's going on here? Very much like the beginning of Jeremiah, like, ah. And the angel's like, of course you know. No, I really don't. Can you explain this to me? Like, God, can you give me a picture and then talk to me about what you, what you have for me? Listening prayers. Again, you don't have to blend all these into one big prayer set. You can just say, I'm going to just have a listening prayer session. Thirteen, agreement prayers. Agreement prayers. That's the easiest kind of prayers. It's when you're around someone and they're praying and you're like, yes, Lord, do that. Very powerful. It's very powerful to have people praying in agreement together. Just because it's, just because it's the easiest kind doesn't mean it's not one of the most powerful ways to pray. You, you, you want to practice this? You, you, hey, buddy, let, let's, let's go for a prayer walk. You do all the praying, and I'm going to practice agreement prayers for the next 15 minutes. And uh, that, that sounds easy. I just like, yeah, amen, amen, amen. Agreement prayers. 14, imprecatory prayers or judgment prayers. These are good. Imprecatory prayers, judgment prayers. It's when we pray for God to act against evil right now. To wait no longer. To bring his judgment. To bring his justice. Not just someday, but, but to bring it today. God, this evil person is in this authoritative position. Throw them down. Get them out. I mean, you can think through the Bible. You can think of so many psalms that are, that are dealing this, this way. Uh, in fact, you see examples in heaven where the saints who have been martyred, they're like, God, like, like act now. And God's like, Here, here's a robe. It's just a little bit longer. 
It's a, th- this is a, a holy type of prayer. Sometimes Christians, we can feel too pious and to pray prayers like this and be like, I pray for their salvation. You can still pray for their salvation. Fine, pray for their salvation and for God to throw them out of and, and ju- you know, judge, judge the evil sort of a thing. And, and if they're saved, well, God can figure it out. He's not going to do anything that's wrong, right? But um, salvation, you've got some will of God things, will of people things, and God knows what's going on. It is completely okay to pray a, for their salvation, and for God to throw out that, the ones that are doing evil in situations. Imprecatory judgment prayers. Fifteen, forgiveness. And this is when you pray forgiveness prayers over people that have hurt you, and maybe they're not there in front of you. Like maybe your, your dad is a long ways away, and you're like, I, I forgive my father in the name of Jesus for what he has done to me or to our family or whatever. And I forgive him, and I will not hold this against him. Jesus, you take care of what needs to be taken care of, but I release this to you. It's, a, it's forgiveness prayers. They don't need to be there to, to do this. This can be just between you and Jesus. Such breakthrough happens in lives with forgiveness prayers. It's one of those, like, you, you spend time with forgiveness prayers, you're, you tend to see extraordinary breakthrough in your heart and your life. Fifteen. Surrender prayers, 16. Surrender prayers. God, I lay down my life and I I surrender my situation to you. I surrender control of, I basically am choosing to follow you. I remember when I got ready to to move here in in Scotland, move here to Scotland, Jesus was like, you need to be willing to never be successful ever again. I need you to surrender that. And I'm like, Yikes. Okay, I will follow. I will follow. Uh, surrender prayers. Um, buy this church and pay like, Yeah, but there's, we don't have any money. Just follow me. Surrender your strategies in this moment. Surrender your wisdom in this moment to the very clear leading of God, and then I'm, I'm going to follow. But it might be, it's risky. It looks dangerous. Okay, I'm going to follow you. Surrender prayers. Dedication and consecration prayers. This could be personal, like I'm becoming a Christian. I dedicate my life to Jesus now. I consecrate myself to God and God's ways here henceforth. We do this when it comes to praying for elders or pastoral staff. We consecrate them. We dedicate them. We pray over them uh, and, and consecrate them into to the work that God has for them. Maybe you pray over your house. Your living space. I consecrate my house to the work of Jesus. And my, my signature is on the paper. And I say this is for Jesus' work. His ministry of peace and healing and restoration and, and, and goodness. Over, over my home, over the people in my home, over everyone who comes into my home. That they would be ministered to by Jesus. I consecrate, I set my home apart for, for, for Jesus and Jesus' work. For all of us here and those who come in. And finally, 18, tongues, and I've, I've already spoken about that. So, 18, 18, a, a cheeky 19 one there with blessings. My hope is to, to remind you of just how expansive prayer can be. And, and to just kind of put these back on the table, and you can assess yourself. Where, where, where are some things that I could grow and, and, and expand in my, in my prayer life? Practice makes progress 
Even wobbly prayers are, can be very effective. This is just part one. And we're going to dive into what Paul mostly is going to say about prayer next week. But, but for now, the words are pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. So the challenge is, as I told you it was going to be, attempt three different types of praying than you usually do this week. Three different. Ideally, things you've never tried, and just have one prayer time for that one type of prayer. I, I suggest putting a 15-minute timer on, and be like, I'm going to try and pray this. 15 minutes, what are you going to do for 15 minutes? I don't know, be led by the Spirit, and just go with it. Let him direct it. It's, it's good to set the time and learn how to fill it. That can be really powerful and effective. So, uh, yes, so you're looking at that list there. What, what are three? What are three that are rare or haven't even tried before kinds of prayers for you? Pick them. Pick them right now. What are your three going to be? Yeah, may God bless your prayer life with a step forward as you take steps to incorporate some new things this week. Let me pray for us all. Father, I dedicate these, these people to your teaching this week as, as they get ready to take some steps forward and attempt some, some parts of prayer and aspects of prayer that they're not usually familiar with. Holy Spirit, lead them, guide them, teach them. Carry them along as they, as, they, as they practice these different types of prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you to raise up a mighty church here, a praying people, a praying people who are continuing to grow and, and, uh, and expand in the area of prayer and seeing your breakthroughs come. Thank you. Thank you for these clear instructions, for these clear directions. And now hear and answer our requests. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.